not represent the views of Radio Free Brooklyn, its staff, or management. Thank you for listening and have a dope day. Good morning, good morning. Welcome to What Would Kay Say? Here on Radio Free Brooklyn, independent listener-supported radio, I am your host, Kay Edwards. How are my blessed and highly favored people doing today? I know you're all doing fine. The weather is gorgeous. Thank God we passed all that misery with this with the rain I was about to say snow good yeah okay snow (laughs) with the rain that we had and all the cold I mean it's still a little chilly here up in the northeast but it's it's good it's fall weather so that's where we're at so now today speaking of season speaking of weather 
we're going to continue our conversation on the seasons of life. Last week, we began our two-part series and we looked at the natural side of things when it comes to the seasons of life. And if you've missed any of my shows, you can find them on my show page, What Would Kay Say, at RadioFreeBrooklyn.org. You can find it on Spotify. You can find it on Apple and all other podcast platforms. So now, we discussed how everything has a season. And our foundation for how we started the conversation came from the scripture, Ecclesiastes 3, 1 through 9. And we saw how from birth to death, situations in our lives also have a season. And then I went into the different stages of what happens as when you're at a certain age, and I paralleled it with the seasons and the weather, all that. So today, today, we are going to look at the seasons from the spiritual side, which can occur at any age. And see, that's the difference between when I did the natural seasons and from the age groups zero to 22, and then I had 17 to 45. Those times in your life, certain things are going to take place. Like from zero to 22, you know from Between those years, you're going to start kindergarten, preschool, go to elementary school, go through puberty, go to junior high, go to high school. Those are things that you are going to do, whether you do it going out to a public school, private school, or whether you're homeschooled, you're still going to go through those steps. You can't do high school at age five. You're not ready for high school at age five. So there's a certain progression. There's a certain order that you have to follow during that age period. So all certain things are going to take place. But here, when we deal with spiritual seasons, it doesn't matter what age you are. You can be in any one of the spiritual seasons that I'm going to touch on today at any age. And that's the difference with God. You, He can put you in a spiritual season when it comes time for him to deal with you the way he wants to deal with you. And he can deal with you at any age. So today we're going to start with everyone's favorite spiritual season. <laughs> and I laugh because, okay, let me just put this first. Before I start going into the actual seasons, when I said that it could occur at any age, I want everyone to keep in mind that when we think about the seasons of our life, we should be looking at it as changes that are taking place in our life. And there's no way that we can live without having the changes, right? So we have to start learning to embrace them because they all have a purpose. So when I asked the question last week, when we think about the seasons of our lives, which season would we say that we were in? 
because we know nothing stays the same forever. But what we should remember is through them all, God is always working it out. So I go into now to say what I was going to say before, how me and my Virginia girl, we would always back in the back in the day, air quote, we would always say, ah, oh, God has us in the wilderness. We everyone always was when something didn't go right in your life, you were in the wilderness, right? But I laugh. I laugh now about it because. Back then, when we were saying we were in the wilderness, we had no idea what the wilderness was. We didn't have a clue. We learned about the wilderness, and from that point on, it became our little running joke. And you, and from if you've ever heard the story of what Shirley Caesar when she says how she got saved, and the reason how she got saved and filled with the Holy Ghost is because her and her friends, when they were younger in church, they used to mimic the old mothers when they used to get filled with the spirit. So she said her and her friends from a little girl, they used to be just, you know, you, you children will copy what they see. Right. So I say that to say when we used to say out into the atmosphere, not realizing that our words had so much power. Oh, God has us in a wilderness season. We're just in the wilderness, not realizing when the wilderness really came, we would definitely know that we were there. So are you in the wilderness season? When you look at the wilderness season, you can call it almost like a dry season. That's when you feel as though God is so far away from you and that you're moving, but you're going nowhere. It's like spitting your top in mud, right? No matter what you do, it's just like, okay, what's happening here? But you got to remember, just as with the Israelites, after God brought them out of Egypt, he was preparing them for where he wanted to take them. And when we're in the wilderness, he's preparing us for where he wants to take us. Now you have to remember, remember the whole, if you remember the entire journey, don't just think about the wilderness as, oh, that's when they crossed the Red Sea and boom. No, the wilderness period started before they left Egypt, if you actually think about it. Because God knew that bringing them out of Egypt he was going to have to then bring Egypt out of them. So he knew they would be coming, carrying baggage, just as we do. When we say to God, and now remember, it was the Israelites that were, they were praying to God, oh, please help us. Please release us from this madness. We're slaves. We're doing all this hard labor. We're making bricks with our feet. We have to build these pyramids. We have to do... The Egyptians had them doing so much work. So constantly the cry of the people to God was, help us, save us, deliver us. We can't take this anymore. So when you think about yourself, when you get in that wilderness period, think back before you get there, what was your cry to the Lord? What were you saying to him 
that he's now bringing you to this place. And a lot of times when we see ourselves in the wilderness or we feel like we're in the wilderness, we don't remember three months ago, a year ago, because the the Israelites, they were crying that for years. It wasn't just they, they cried it today and, ooh, God said, all right, Moses, go get him. Moses had to, Moses was a baby rolling down the river Nile, picked out from the basket by Pharaoh's daughter, raised in the house of Pharaoh, taught all the ways of an Egyptian, killed an Egyptian because he was mistreating a Hebrew slave then ran into his own wilderness, herding to sheep, taking care of cattle, marrying a woman. Forty years he was there, God dealing with him with what was going on in his life, him realizing, yeah, he's a Hebrew, yeah, he was raised as, you know, in the house of Pharaoh as an Egyptian, conflicted. I'm sure the whole time that he was in his wilderness, but God, see, God had to work things out of him to get him ready to only come back, back to the Israelites that he left in order to bring them out of Egypt. So look at the time span. So when you think about you're in the wilderness, when did your wilderness journey actually start. Not that you were in the wilderness when you cried that prayer, but when did it actually start? That's what you have to remember. Because when you get there, okay, now you're there. Okay, God has delivered you. He's brought you out of the Egypt of whatever your prayer was, and now you're here. So now, when he has you there, what he's doing is, okay, You're crying out to me, let me know you were ready to follow me. You're crying out to me, let me know that you wanted to be my child. So now I have to prepare you because now you're coming into the realization of who I created you to be. I now have to get you ready to really walk in that, in that journey, in that path that I have created for you. So we got to put you in the wilderness. We've got to get you to let go of all that old baggage that we've been walking around with, meaning shedding all the doubts, getting rid of all the unconfessed sins, Mm -hmm. all those, all the unbelief before he can take us to the next level. He must be sure that we're ready to move into that space. So here we go, getting caught up in our thinking. Here we go. When all that's happening, we get caught up in our thinking. Then we start saying, oh, did I really want to be here? Am I really supposed to be here when life was so like blah, 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 blah for me way back when? Right? Yes, but he did have to take you out of that. He did have to make you leave it because he wants you to be totally reliant upon his word. Like when the the Israelites were in the wilderness walking around 
No, he didn't just give them food. He didn't just say, oh, yeah, here's an abundance of food. He could have made manna stay on the ground 24-7, quails 24-7, fruits, leeks, onions, everything that they were crying about. He could have created it and let it be there for them. But no, he wanted them to be relying on him and listen to his word and follow his instructions. When I say pick up manna in the morning and don't hoard it because I'm going to give you more the next day, don't hoard it. They had to learn by even when they were holding the manna, it would turn moldy. No, he said, don't hoard it. I will give you new the next day. That's what he's teaching us. For everything that he says to us, everything we are solely survival, no, solely surviving on his word. In the wilderness is where you begin your training season. It's the starting of your training season, learning to rely and believe on everything that he tells you and to follow everything that he tells you so that you can end up where he's taking you. So from the wilderness season, we then move into the spiritual warfare season. Are you in the season of spiritual warfare where everything seems to be a battle? No matter what you try to do, you find it difficult to do. The simplest task becomes a a monumental effort, like me speaking right now this morning, right? Here, you're doing the work necessary to move into the place that God has prepared for you. But your work feels so hard to complete. In this season, you're being attacked by the enemy. Because check this out. He sees your potential. He sees what you're becoming before you even embrace what you're becoming. He sees the efforts that you're putting forth to achieve what God has spoken in your life. And he knows, he knows, because remember, he was in heaven before, he was in heaven way before you're ever going to see heaven. He knows that when you do what the Lord says, it's going to work out. He knows this. So he tries to put doubt in your life. He makes you second guess what God has said to you. He makes you question the intentions of God. And when you believe him, then he's one. So that's where the battle comes in. And if you remember Ephesians 6 10 to 13 warns us what we should do in this time. And I'm going to read. Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of his might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to stand against the wiles of the devil. For we do not wrestle against flesh and blood, but against principalities, against powers, against the rulers of the darkness of this age against spiritual hosts and wickedness in heavenly places. Therefore, take up the whole armor of God that you may be able to withstand in the evil day and having done all to stand. So you have to remember, blessed is the reading of the word. During this time, you cannot let any thoughts, any actions, or any relationships that are not aligned with the word of God that he has placed in your life Be a part of your life. And I know you're probably sitting there saying, hmm, that's easier said than done. Yeah, I agree with you. I agree with you because there's been times in my life when I said, oh, 
please. That's uh, I can't. I can't. My favorite word sometimes was I can't. I even find myself still saying that sometimes, but in a different context. But if you remember who you, that you were just going through the training season, coming out of the wilderness, it would only make sense that he's trying to attack you now. Because remember, you were getting rid of all that baggage. You were leaving everything behind that wasn't of God. You were, you were actually beginning to walk in this new man that you were becoming. So, of course, he's going to be like, oh, why? What? Remember that Gucci bag you left back there with whatever it is that you packed up in it? He wants you to bring it because he knows that was your favorite bag. That was the bag you had everything in. And he wants you to pick it back up. But you can't. You can't. This is the time, even when it seems so turbulent in your life, this is the time that you have to diligently seek the Lord. That means you are going after him wholeheartedly, listening for his voice, because it's going to guide you. It's going to guide you, and it's going to tell you what you need to do. But first off, you have to put on the armor of God. So now, after you've fought that battle, are you in the waiting season? Hmm. So you say to yourself, okay, God, I fought that good fight of faith. I stood my ground standing on the word that you gave me. Now what? Nothing's happening. You're looking around and you're like, okay, everything is still. Everything is just still. Am I, am I supposed to be here? Was I, was I supposed to make that right turn back there with that last battle? Was I, was I not going to? Was, was I not supposed to walk forward? Stop. Take a breath and relax. You are exactly where he wants you to be. This is the time when you're gathering everything that you've learned from all the experiences that you've just went through. This is the time where you're studying the word, you're praying, you're praising, occasionally battling, but you're thinking about even in the battles that you just fought, what was the lesson that was learned? Now you have time to sit and think about all the information that you received And how it's going to help you in where you're going. How it's going to help you when he finally does give you that direction. This is where I'm leading you. Those things you should be thinking about. How is it going to aid me in my next move in the Lord? So this is where it's be still and let God wait and listen for his next instructions. That's the waiting season. And then finally, are you in the winning season? Everybody wants to be in the winning season. This is where you are definitely exhaling, right? You're able to breathe easier. You start to see the blessings that God has spoken in your life begin to unfold. 
the picture is beginning to come into focus. Not that you have the entire picture, but you have a little glimpse. Like, ah, that's why I had to do blah, 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 blah. Or, ah, that's why it was so hard for me to comprehend blah, 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 blah. Right? The entire picture is beginning to look a little clearer. And now, let me, let, let me just say this. Winning doesn't always have to mean that you're experiencing a blessing. Sometimes it could just mean that the spiritual warfare has ceased. And you're not fighting as much. And things are not as hard for you to accomplish. There is a peace and a calm that's continuing a break from all that was turning your life upside down. That could be winning too. Winning the fact that I got through that battle. That's a win. But then again, winning could just be what it is. Totally winning. You're on the top of your game and all is right with the world. Blessings abound. Happiness is in the air and everyone feels great. Don't we just love winning? Everyone loves to win. So with all that being said, what season are you in? Are you in the wilderness? Are you in spiritual warfare? Are you in waiting? Are you in winning? And know that every season you find yourself in, you are not alone. God is always with you, whether you feel him or not, but especially when you don't. Especially when you don't feel him, he's with you. You just have to trust and believe that what he said He's going to accomplish in your life. You just have to trust and believe that he said he would never leave you nor forsake you. And that's exactly what's happening. He never left you or forsake you or forsook you. However, you would say that. I don't know. And whatever it is, he didn't leave you by yourself. Right? So you have to hold on to that. Knowing whichever season you're in, that that's where you're supposed to be. And when we face things that are unknown and uncertain, we have to believe that God is working it all out from every angle and from every turn, even when it doesn't feel like he is. So with that, I think it's time for us to take a music break. You have been listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn, What Brooklyn Sounds Like. Thought I knew how love was supposed to feel But then you changed my mind and made it real 
Looking back on all that we've been through, I wouldn't change a single day with you. It's not always easy, but look how far we've come. I'll never leave it. The spring it brings me life. Your heart is like the warmth of a summer night. Oh, I know it's not always easy, but when the winter comes, I will always believe in us. On the day that I met you, you knew that I knew when I said that I choose.
Listening to What Would Kay Say here on Radio Free Brooklyn. It is now time for the part of the show that I call Op Ed. And in Op Ed today, I'm going to do a generalization because there's just, as I always say, so much happening to just bring one or two stories 
would be an injustice because that's just leaving so much on the table. So today, we're just going to sum it all up until I got something that's really, really pressing that needs to be forefront in this story. But right now, this week, every day it seemed like something was coming into my feet. Something was coming into my feet. I'm like, okay, it's just too much. So I want to just say, turmoil is happening all around the world, here and abroad. We have Hunter Biden now back in the news with his tax evasion and the gun, him, you know, to get the gun possession, how he put false information on the application. Trump with the confidential files, are they, are they not trying to stall through the court system? Republican candidate Herschel Walker abused of having, I mean, accused, abused, good night, accused of having a woman have an abortion, even though he's screaming pro-life. And that's not, you know, it's not inconsistent. People can change, but I'm not defending anything about that. I'm just putting it out there. Putin, who we've had going on for months, desperate to be in control of the Ukraine. North Korea now flexing their muscles, firing missiles over Japan. OPEC, God knows they don't have enough money, right? Stopping the production of oil to drive up the prices of gas to show alignment with Russia because they know Russia can't sell its oil. So they're like, well, if we stop making our oil, then people will have to start depending on Russia's oil again. Women burning their head coverings, protesting in the street, cutting their hair in public. The world is in turmoil and there's only one solution on how to fix it. Jesus told us in Matthew 24, 4. And Jesus answered unto them, Take heed that no man deceive you. For many shall come in my name, saying, I am Christ, and shall deceive many. And ye shall hear of wars and rumors of wars. See that ye are not troubled. For all these things must come to pass. But the end is not yet, for nation shall rise against nation and kingdom against kingdom, and there shall be famines and pestilences and earthquakes, and I'm adding in, and hurricane in diverse places. All these are the beginning of sorrows. And we could add to that list also, Brush fires, right? Flooding. We could add a whole bunch of things to this list. But he says, it's not the end yet. So with us knowing that it's not the end yet, that means we can't give up. That means we can't stop. That means that we cannot 
just lie down and say, oh, well, okay, there's nothing we can do about anything, so let's just let it happen. Just like with the seasons, things are changing. And just like with the seasons, we're in a season of whatever this season is. I don't know what this season is. I don't know what this season is. Is this the season of the earth's spiritual warfare? I don't know. I don't know. All I do know is things are going to change. You just have to be prepared for where you are in order to deal with the changes. You can't let the changes overcome you and what you have to do in your journey. Stay on course. Stay on the path that he has set you on. And for those of you who don't know the path that he set you on, seek him to find out. This is your time right now. If you want to look at this as, this is my wilderness time. Everything's happening around me and I don't know what to do. Should I continue in the way that I was living before because it feels comfortable for me? Or should I just let all that stuff go and seek God? What season are you in in this season? Because, you know, when we're in a season, we're in, there's multiple seasons taking place when we're in a season. I talked about that last week. I said how we were in the season of fall, but yet we're, we're in hurricane season. So we have multiple seasons happening while there's a season going on in the universe. There's a season. So you have to discern which season you're in and which steps to appropriately take. Only you can answer that for yourself because the season I'm in is not necessarily the season you're in, but yet we are both experiencing fall. If we live here in the Northeast, if we're here in Brooklyn, we're both experiencing fall. But just because we're both experiencing fall, you might be in the winning season. I could be in a waiting season. Although we both have to put a jacket on because it's chilly outside. So you have to know which season you're in, in your own personal space, in your own personal spirit, in your journey with the Lord. And like I said, for those of you who don't know him, this could be the time, this could be your season that he's calling you to get to know him. So seek him. Find out what he has, what he has for you. Find out what he might have been saying to you that you just turned a deaf ear to. Because I'm sure everyone that's in the sound of my, within the range of the sound of my voice, anyone that's listening to this, even if you're listening to this after this morning, because you know it's going to be on the, it's going to be up on the podcast. It's going to be up on my show page. So you'll be able to listen to this next year, 10 years from now. Even then it will be relevant. The question will still stand. What season are you in? Think about it. And how, how are you going to maneuver to get to your next season? That's the question. Seek him. Find out what he wants for your life. Find out what you should be doing, how you should be going about it. Let him give you the picture. Like I said, he's going to give you the big picture. It's not going to be clear. And there are going to be points where you're going to be like, mm-hmm. Am I doing the right thing? Should I be here? 
Should I have taken that right turn? Should I not have taken that right turn? But like we learned a few weeks ago, all things work. God makes all things work for the good for those who love him and are called according to his purpose. And that ends op-ed for today. So, the word of the month. We're in our second Sunday in October. And the word for the month of October is deliberate. Deliberate means intentional. Everything that we do, we should be doing it deliberately. Now, I'm not saying getting angry at people. You could do that deliberately. You can yell at someone deliberately, but I'm not saying do that. Everything on the positive side, let's do that deliberately. Everything that has to do with our journey, everything that has to do with our purpose, everything that has to do with our businesses. Those of you who have businesses, those of you who are put in positions where you are to be a mentor to someone, do it deliberately. That means put your whole focus on it. Concentrate on what it is that you're trying to produce. Do it deliberately. And our promise for this week comes from Psalm 37, 7. Rest in the Lord and wait patiently for him. And with that, I say, have a blessed Sunday. Enjoy whatever it is that you're doing. Tomorrow is, tomorrow I think is holiday, Columbus Day. Yes. Enjoy if you're going out to the parade. I think it's also Indigenous Peoples Day. It's a lot of days. There's so many days going on every day. There's always some holiday cropping up. I think this is Latin Heritage Month as well. It's a lot going on. So whatever it is that you're into, whatever it is that you celebrate, whatever it is that you find true, enjoy it. Be safe. Watch out for one another. Take care of one another. Keep watch and pray. That's my words to you from going forward. Keep watch and pray. And to keep watch means just to just to pay attention to what's going on around you. Just pay attention to everything that's happening when you're going and you're coming. Don't be so tied up in your phones, your phones. Don't be so tied up in everything happening with your, your cell phone, what's happening on social media, who's doing this, who's not doing this. Don't be so tied up in that that you're not paying attention to what's going on around you. It is so important to pay attention nowadays. And I think it's really trying to give us a wake-up call, like stop walking around in a stupor. Pay attention. So we all have to keep watch and pray. With that, I say have a blessed Sunday. Like I said, again, enjoy your day. It's going to be nice out. It's a little chilly now, but it's going to get nice. So enjoy your day. Have a wonderful weekend. And until God brings us together again next week, peace. The world is just a great big onion. And hey, that fear of the spices that made.
a great 